Welcome to Skidmark Central. This is Andy, uh, not with Dak, uh, just me today. Uh, he is he is off doing not NASCAR things. Um, yeah, today I guess I'll go right into the, the sponsor is Crybabies because that was the the theme of the day on Sunday or last Sunday I guess and. It kind of continued throughout the week, just the big battles of everybody being crybabies. But uh, anywho, I'm I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh, I guess, yeah, last week was Pocono, and it's known for, I don't know, like good racing, but kind of long green flag runs, which gives it a bad rap for a boring race. But we kind of touched on it last week, and I'll bring it up again. It's probably... One of my favorite racetracks uh, to at least race on in in like video games, and I don't know. I find it a good, exciting race. You get some crazy restarts, and seems like it's easy-ish to pass. Uh, you get a couple lanes that form throughout the race, and you seem to be able to pass relatively easy and under green, and you know, just creates for some some good old good old-fashioned fun. So. Yeah, I'll get get right into it. Uh, see if I can make this a quick podcast since I don't have a uh, a buddy here today. But we'll get you we'll get you some race recap news and get you on your way. Uh, yeah, so we start with uh, William Byron leading Martin Truex to start the race. Uh, we get a few good laps in before Yaley brings out an early caution. And you get a couple people coming in for tires, but not not that crazy because you can make it to the end of the stage one without needing gas, which would end up having a, a big strategy race today on, on fuel and making sure you have enough fuel to get to where you need to get to at the end of the race. Um, so you get a quick restart from there. Uh, Byron's still leading the field. And... Uh, we get the rest of the stage to finish under green. You have Logano passing um, Byron uh, with the um, I I'm not seeing it in my notes when, but he gets past Byron and he yeah takes takes that stage one win. But you do, right before the end of the stage, you have a handful of cars, most notably including Larson, William Byron, Kevin Harvick, and Christopher Bell, all taking uh, some fuel and tires before the end of the stage because some of them were outside of getting stage points. Other of them were in, um, in position but wanted to be set up better for the the race win instead of the stage so they all come in with Pocono being a big enough track they all pit and come out without losing a lap so you get those handful of drivers staying out under caution and everyone else who stayed out to end stage one comes into pit which jumbles up the field a little bit but we get going with William Byron and Kyle Larson uh, out front and it's it's a wild restart restart right away <clears throat> a couple laps into it you get 
um, who is Logano, who had just won the stage, uh, gets spun going into turn turn three, I believe, either turn one or three. Anywho, he spins, and that creates a cluster of cars behind him that ends up spinning Suarez and ends up ruining both their days. Um, and instance of crybaby number one in this caution was Joey Logano. Granted, I think he had a fair, I don't want to say a fair argument, but a good point that he made uh, after his infield care center visit of NASCAR really needing to look at um, better ways to get a car to pit road to change tires or change tires right on the track, seeing that um, his car was completely fine after the crash. It just had uh, all four of his tires gone flat, which with this new car, if that happens, you cannot drive the car because it sits on the chassis instead of the rims of the tire, so you just can't move the car under power. So they had to get a tow truck out there, which... Granted, he was on a high bank part of the track, which may be somewhat difficult, but it seemed like it did take them a while to get it onto a um, onto a tow truck. And then when I finally did get on a tow truck, uh, I mean, it was taking it around the track with two flat tires dragging around, and one of the tires ended up blowing out even further, uh, thus just completely destroying the car, uh, having him to... Um, then retire from the race with that damage that he, he suffered. So it, it kind of stinks. Just one mishap, small mishap, kind of ruined the car uh, by the process of it getting to pit road. So that's that's something they they might or they did come out the, this week saying NASCAR does need to address this. How it being addressed, I don't know. Uh, two things that kind of come to mind is. Personally, well, Joey mentioned it in his interview after getting crashed was just have a tow truck carry around tires that they, the crew members there can jack up the car and, and change tires right there on the spot and get them at least a pit road. But that might seem a little unfeasible, uh, especially with a multiple car incident having to carry around up to, I don't know, 8 to 12 tires seems a little ridiculous so maybe just a better way of towing so to get the car completely off the ground kind of kind of like an f1 when they completely remove a car from the race which i mean those cars are usually pretty banged up so they're picking them up from every which way but if there's clip spots on the car to i don't know kind of raise it all up off the ground so it's not riding on flat tires that could eventually shred and ruin the car but now, this is all spitballing here. I hate to say it, but they're probably not going to ask me for a solution. So so we'll just hope NASCAR comes up with a good one and we move on from here. <clears throat> so we still have Byron leading the field to green with Larson starting on his inside. And we don't get much further again with Larson actually spinning. Um... Yeah, from, I believe, it's second place. And Austin Dillon spinning further back in, in the pack as well. <clears throat> Both of them, however, able to keep going. Uh, limp around to pit road, get the tires changed, all without losing a lap. 
so good on them uh, most notably under this caution we get uh, Kevin Harvick pitting from second and also uh, Chase Briscoe uh, Eric Jones Cole Custer and a couple other people in the back uh, this was kind of an interesting play because he um, still couldn't make it to the end of the stage because the end of the stage is I believe it was lap 100 or right around there and a fuel window is just over 40 laps so he still would have been short but I mean giving him a little bit of leeway here especially if caution a lot of cautions come out uh, could make it so he could make it to the end of the stage with other drivers not being able to but Anywho is just a different strategy. They kind of put themselves on for the rest of the race uh, that that no one else seemed to bite on <clears throat> um, when he pitted from second place. So we get William Byron starting after this caution uh, on pole or out front with Christopher Bell on his inside. And we actually get some good racing in here. Uh, it's It stays green for a good chunk of the the rest of the stage, we, we get some green flag pit stops. Uh, most everyone taking four tires uh, on the pit stops uh, because the main factor here is fuel with how fast they can they can change tires on these one lug nut wheels. Uh, fuel is the, the limiting factor here. So if you have to wait on fuel, might as well change all four tires. <clears throat> and uh, let's see here. I believe we get Byron, uh, or no, uh, it was Larson out front uh, because they, uh, with Larson and Harvick having pitted on that caution, um, you had Harvick pitting a lap before the caution that um, that Bell ends up spinning out from. Uh, a couple laps before the end of the stage but Harvick uh, pits and and is back in the pack but he d ends up not losing too much because he is um he because uh, there wasn't much tire drop off it was just running out of fuel uh, but you you have Kyle Larson under caution he was about to pit but then with Bell spinning he he veered off uh, back onto the track and and not not going down pit road because the pits that were closed at the time and he he had a heck of a time uh, making those last three laps under caution because they're kind of sweating bullets a little bit because they're in the same situation as Harvick with uh, being about to run out of gas but not wanting to pit one while the ro uh, pit roads closed and then two also um, that, that would have given up his stage win so he was kind of dogging it at the end of the, the stage there trying to save fuel any way he can uh, to eventually get the stage when he does to have enough fuel in it uh, and immediately pits once the, the pits open uh, and then you get a couple other people joining them just to top off on fuel and, and set themselves up for the end of the race because you would uh, have to pit at least one time uh, to make it to the end of the race on, on fuel alone so we get 
uh, William Byron leading the field to green. <clears throat> and on this last stretch here, uh, Truex, he, he seems to have, have a good, um, a good restart and, and gets to lead uh, a couple laps into the, this last run. And he was fighting pretty well with, with Ryan Blaney, but all of a sudden Br- Blaney starts coming slow on straightaways and, and he gets, he is most notably, or notes to the pit road that he is low on power, but everything is, is running fine electrical wise and, and anything you can see on the dash, he's, you see no problems. He's just got low power on the straightaways, which <clears throat> they aren't really able to diagnose, but he ends up kind of putzing along and, and getting a, at least a decent finish out of it. Cause he, he didn't have to retire from the race, but it still kind of stinks that he did have a really good car, but, but just couldn't show off because he had the uh, electrical problems towards the end of the race. But we do uh, get a quick caution uh, shortly after learning about Blaney's issue with Austin Dillon, uh, crybaby number two. He is going three wide in the middle with Tyler Reddick on the inside, and I am I'm blanking on who's on the outside. But anywho. Uh, Austin Dillon claims to have been spun by Reddick, which I I'm not seeing it. Uh, they were going into turn one, and Reddick I guess was a little high, uh, knowing that they were three wide going into the turn. But <clears throat> it's not like he has to give him the spot or back off. He was he kept his line. He didn't move up. Um, so it was just Dillon assuming he'd do one thing and didn't do it. So it was. It was Dylan that got the short end of that stick, uh, crashed pretty hard into the turn one wall, uh, retired from the race after there. Uh, but once he got out of the car, he, he made it a point to show his displeasure to Reddick and threw his his helmet uh, at, at Reddick's car. Or I should say in his direction, he threw it kind of poorly, ended up not hitting anything. And, and luckily, no other uh, bystander, innocent bystander, got got damaged from the helmet because Pocono is a pretty arrow dominant place. And if you, if you punt a helmet, that'll, that'll definitely dent your car and uh, potentially ruin your run. So luckily, uh, no one, no one unintentionally got, got hit there. So we keep moving though. Uh, a few of the back markers go down pit road. This, um, this isn't really, to get them to the end, but maybe give themselves a chance at a shorter pit stop uh, with not having to fill up their cars much later on in, in in the race. So kind of a strategy on that point of just making their last pit stop shorter. So we get Truex uh, leads the field to the green with William Byron on his inside. <clears throat> and we get a nice, nice long green flag run here with people uh, making their last pit stops and yeah it seems like Truex is going to run away with this one he with Blaney out of the way uh with his issues it didn't seem like there was any um any uh any contenders for him he was he was pulling away pretty good from I believe second place Bowman at the time and yeah so we start getting pit stops like I said a lot of the front runners taking all uh, four tires but 
with some of the back markers having pit uh, a little uh, a little earlier in the run to to like I said make that that last pit stop shorter. You have a few quite a few people taking two tires. So most notably, uh, getting big benefits from this is Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin and also Kevin Harvick take two tires at the end with Larson coming out in front of uh, Truex as well as Hamlin um, coming out in front of Truex. <clears throat> so Truex falls back to third and then uh, Harvick gets his way all the way up to fifth uh, with that two tire spot or stop, stop um, which I don't know. It, it was nice for Harvick to get back up there uh, with, I wouldn't say a, a pit strategy gaff uh, early in the race that I was talking about, but uh, he was slowly making his way back up, but this this really shot him back up uh, in, in the contention. And like I was saying earlier, most pit stops were based on fuel, not really tire usage. So everyone on two tires in front of Truex was kind of keeping pace. Uh, Truex was hunting them down a little bit, but it wasn't looking like it was going to be enough towards the end of the race uh, other than making it. Uh, a little exciting uh, getting close at the end but <clears throat> we do get a caution Briscoe uh, spins from 30th brings out uh, the caution clumping everybody up you get a few uh, probably the back half of the field pit uh, coming under yellow to get tires but tires and fuel but it like I said it was a really big track position race because after the field spread out under caution it was it was hard to gain much time on, on anyone in front of you so <clears throat> you get larson leading the field of the green with hamlin on his inside and this is this is where more crybaby stuff happens here uh we get some good racing up front with larson hamlin uh bowman and and truex uh and let's see here. Oh, there's so this one, <clears throat> the front is racing pretty clean, but you get Bowman uh, spinning on the bumper of Denny Hamlin. Uh, it doesn't look like Hamlin touched him, but he got close enough to maybe uh, there's some slight arrow uh, play that came into it that that took some air off the rear of Bowman's car, making him a little loose, but. Uh, no contact, so just good hard racing there that Bowman um, got the short end of the stick from, or a stick there, and he uh, is able to keep going, uh, keeps uh, those tires up, and get back around pit road to change them out and continue on the lead lap. So we get a clip, quick clean up there with Kyle Larson leading the field of green with Truex um, on his inside, and this. This is what I was talking about here. Uh, Crybaby number three on the day. We get Denny Hamlin uh, racing hard for the lead. I believe it's coming out of the tunnel turn um, where Hamlin races Larson hard and runs him up into the wall. Uh, I guess... We'll get into it right away where Hamlin says he did not touch him at all, but replay shows that he did at least make contact with him. Whether that was enough to push him up into the wall or not, I, I'm unsure of, but uh, there was contact, and Larson did end up slamming the wall pretty good. 
which allowed Harvick and Truex to to um, bunch right up with Larson and Hamlin, uh, and we get a spin uh, with Ryan Priest back in the pack that ends up bringing out the caution, but really uh, bunched up uh, or breaks up what would have been a really fun race to the end if if that didn't happen because you had um, uh, Lar- or Harvick getting a big run on the outside passing Larson and getting right up to Hamlin and and Truex also coming uh, with a head of steam because of the lost momentum with the front two uh, on the bottom so we've got Hamlin Harvick Larson and then or Hamlick uh, Hamlick <laughs> Hamlin Harvick Truex and Larson restarting the top four and before they get restarted uh, Larson races up to Hamlin shows dis- displeasure and, and doors him a little bit nothing Nothing too heavy, but uh, did did probably uh, ring Hamlin's bell a little bit. And so we get the last uh, restart of the day with Hamlin uh, leading the field with Martin Truex actually starting on the inside of him because the outside lane had been so um, so dominant. Harvick, even though he is was starting second, had the option to start front on the bottom. But on those last few restarts, the bottom lane was just so slow. Uh, Harvick thought it would be best to try and push Hamlin out to the lead and then pass him from there, uh, away from the bottom lane. Uh, it kind of works. Harvick does slide in into third, uh, almost gets past Truex, but Truex on the fresher tires gets gets by him, and. You get a nice short run here towards the end. You have Reddick charging good. He gets past Harvick and gets up to uh, Truex and does end up passing him and is charging hard on Hamlin with his four fresh tires. But we have uh, Ryan Priest got spun again and installed it on the backstretch. He almost... Uh, he, it looked like he got it refired for a second but, but stalled it out again and, and NASCAR... Tried to let it play out, which I think personally was the right thing to do. Um, they had a chance to throw the caution right before the white flag, but uh, with how big the track is and it not being a big crash, uh, they gave Priest the benefit of the doubt of most likely being able to restart it, but he ended up not being able to. So about a half lap before the checkered flag, the NASCAR threw the caution just out of safety's sake, which which makes sense. Uh, that so that gives Hamlin the win uh, with Reddick fin- ending up second, Truex third, Harvick fourth, and Ty Gibbs rounding out the top five with Bell, Stenhouse, Burton, Eric Jones, and Chase Elliott um, in, in tenth. <clears throat> so yeah, Hamlin wins. Uh, very, I guess. Um, I wouldn't call it controversially because he, he outright won it, but his his tactic of winning it was a little dirty in running Larson high, which was essentially the same way he won it last year with running Chastain high. Um, just a little less detrimental to the the opposing a person opposing Hamlin uh, than than Chastain because he he ended up wrecking out of the race and got hit pretty hard by Harvick last year. So, yeah, he was met at 
victory lane and, and the start finish line uh, with a lot of booze. Uh, albeit, yeah, I I would say well deserved with how he won the race and then also doing it to Kyle Larson, who's probably one of the more popular drivers, uh, being a Hendrick driver and also just having a, a big fan base with all the other all the other series he races in. Uh, so his his opponent he picked that day probably not the best best um sparring partner either to to get the crowd to come over to your side um and yeah he i think still later in the week and now um at, during his post-race interview flat out denied hitting larson which we know is true and then they or wasn't true and larson being one of the last crybabies of the day um uh, yeah, just pouting big time in his post-race interview, which, I mean, fair, he probably would have won it if he had not gotten pinched into the wall by Hamlin or had a very good chance of winning it. And, um, yeah, just uh, yeah, had a pretty lengthy interview to just repeat the same thing over and over again in, in a different way. So you could definitely tell he was very upset and just uh, – didn't didn't really know what to do with himself so uh i would say last crybaby of the day but uh i ended up missing it live and only to see it post-race but ryan priest and and um cory lajoy got into it a little bit on pit road uh i'm assuming from one of priest's spins but but i i personally never got uh, and the answer to that yet, or at least, yeah, answer to it yet. Uh, but they, they had some choice words for each other on pit road and yeah, just, uh, just a all around big day, a, a crybaby in, which I don't know, might, uh, bring for some exciting racing next week at Richmond, uh, being a short track and, and short tracks are known for payback. So it, it'll, there'll be a lot of eyes on, on these battles around the field because you know, for sure that, at some point in time with the with the short track racing they're they're going to be right next to each other battling so it'll be it'll be fun uh going over to fantasy i actually haven't checked to see how well Dak and i did last week to see uh who gets who gets the win and it looks like oh <laughs> Dak just beat me out by was that seven points so good for him he he needs it I was starting to pull away. Um, so now we've got 12 to nine. I'm, I'm still in the lead, but it was starting to starting to look really one-sided. So it was, and we'll see, we'll see what happens towards the end of the year, but I still got a nice, nice little three race cushion. And um, yeah, uh, I did not receive Dax fantasy picks. Uh, before I was casting, I, for, I forgot to ask him, and he he did not supply him. So I'm assuming he's he's got a a bad lineup. Probably wouldn't wanna wanna hear it anyways. Um, but <clears throat> it, yeah, I'll, I'll give mine here. Uh, it just mainly trying to use drivers up because we got a few road courses coming up that I know some some good oval track racers aren't aren't the best at road courses, and also Daytona to end the regular season. So that's a crapshoot there. So just Trying to burn up the rest of my my oval driver races or dri- oval driver racers. Yeah, yeah, that's that's something. We'll we'll just leave it at that there. 
But anywho, my lineup, I've got Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, Kevin Harvick, uh, Martin Truex Jr., and William Byron in the garage. So pretty stacked lineup, just trying to burn up uses because um, everything will reset at the start of the playoffs. Uh, so for featured matchups, I've got Tyler Reddick over Austin Dillon, Kyle Larson over Denny Hamlin, Corey LaJoy over Ryan Priest, and Kevin Harvick over Christopher Bell. So essentially, all of the feuds that we had last week with Reddick, Dillon, Hamlin, Larson, and LaJoy and Priest, and then just uh, an oddball Bell Harvick in there because because uh, why not? Because they couldn't put uh, Logano and the uh, race officials. So I guess they'll put Harvick and Bell in there. Um, yeah, so those are fantasy picks. We'll see how it goes uh, from there. <clears throat> um, yeah, I guess not much of a mix-up here in standings. Drex finished pretty well, so he, he kind of extended his lead over Byron a little bit um, for the regular season championship. And also with Suarez crashing out, that kind of opens up the cutoff line a little bit as well with Michael McDowell getting a little breathing room over Almondinger. Um, so he's plus 17 and Suarez, I believe went from one or two to the good going into Pocono all the way down to uh, minus 23. So he's got some work to get back up. So it kind of stinks for him kind of getting caught up in that early caution, but, but it's, it's a nice tight, tight race down at the end of the end of the playoff cutoff here. So so it'd be fun to watch the last few weeks of uh, the season here, <clears throat> or regular she- season, I should say. Uh, I don't have much news to to really say. Just a lot of people going back and forth on the all these feuds that I talked about throughout the race. So I'm not gonna bore you with their Twitter rants and other, or I should say X rants and other other social media outrages. Um, so I'll just uh, yeah wrap it up here quick. Uh, like I said, we got Richmond next week. That is, let me see here. It is, ah yeah, uh, three p.m. Eastern on Sunday. The Cookout Four Hundred. Uh, yeah, should be a good one. I I personally like Richmond. It's it's fun race. Uh, nice short track. Um, yeah, just <clears throat> hopefully NASCAR gets more data points on short track racing to to fix this the package a little better uh than what they their changes did this year um towards next year so yeah uh short track racing baby let's uh let's watch this good race here um yeah i guess i'll i'll talk to you next week hopefully with uh back but yeah we'll find out goodbye